All right, you guys, we have some exciting news that we want to share with you. If you are hearing this, that means that my book is now available and it is free. We just ask that you pay shipping. We have a limited number of them, so get over there and check it out right now at it's not you, it's me book.com. Again, it's not you. It's me book.com. We really want you guys to be bold and join us on this journey to self-love. And as you do so, this book and my journal that you can pick up with the book will help you do that. So go check it out and get your free book today. One of the best pieces of advice someone gave me and I actually got it from two different people, almost the exact same advice, advice was rewrite your plan. They said, literally sit down and write out what your life is supposed to look like. What are your goals? What are these milestones that you will consider a success? Where do you want to be? What are your new commandments, so to speak? Like, what are the things that your values? What do you want to accomplish? What do you really believe? Like, sit down and write all these out. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. So I had a couple thoughts that I thought would be good to start with from just follow up from last week. Steve, you're in a deep thought pose right now, too. Am I? Yeah. Very fitting. I feel Mm. like this is like a three-week episode, but this was the thick of things, Mm -hmm. I feel like, too. So it kind of makes sense. Why do you feel like it's a three-week episode? Well, we started with like the Colorado thing, and then I followed up last week, and Mm -hmm. now Steve's following up this week. Okay. (laughs) So we talked last time... Was it last episode? So before about me coming out to my mother. Oh yeah. And yeah. just talking about, you know, what positive response is from a loved one when someone comes out to them yeah. is you know, let them know that you love them and that this doesn't change your relationship and that you're still glad they're in your life, things of that nature. And I made the realization that this applies to so many other things in relationships. Absolutely. For sure. Not just coming out as gay, but when and whenever there is something that you have to share with someone that you are worried might change your relationship with them. The same thing applies. Yep. And I had a couple people talk to me about things. You know, someone told me about when they had to tell their family, we are leaving the Mormon church. Yep. We do not believe this anymore. They said that what you described and what you needed to hear from your mom is what we needed to hear from people when we told them we're leaving the church. We don't believe this anymore. This is not the path we want to pursue. Right. They needed to hear the same thing. We still love you. We still want you in our lives. This doesn't change how we feel about you. Steve, was this one of my loved ones that reached out to you? Do you want that on the podcast? Because <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, absolutely. Because she reached out to me as well. I assume she probably would have. But And that's exactly how we felt. Like, that is what you want people to know. This doesn't change anything. You're still the person you are. Like, you are still the wonderful person that we love. It doesn't change, you know? And that's what people need to hear and it applies to so many things but that was funny because matt separately brought up that one day when we were talking he's like this could totally apply to the church and i was like did you know so and so said this and he's like no (laughs) well i had a applies to tons of things i have yes a friend who talked about how it was equally difficult for him to come out to his parents as an artist as it was to come out as that to them as gay because they were 
very traditional Asian culture, culture, and they expected him to be in a in a medical field. Okay. And for him to come out to them as an artist and say, I'm not going to medical school. I'm going wow. to pursue art. He said it was just as difficult as it was to come out to them as gay. That's interesting. And that he needed, desperately needed to hear them say, we support you in this. We still love you. You're still our son. I think there's so many things. And that's what it. Yeah. we have to remember. So, And I think the major <laughs> takeaway is that when someone has made themselves vulnerable to you by sharing that with you, yeah. The ball is then kind of in your court as the loved one of that person that just came out to you with whatever their big thing was. The ball is kind of in your court then to make almost like to step up your support game. Yes. To Absolutely. kind of to not only continue to do the same things you always have to show them support, but even take it a little further mm-hmm. to make it clear that you do support them. And I think vice versa, too. Like, I think that it's important yes. to hear from whoever made themselves vulnerable at that time, for example, if they just left the church or something like that, to hear from them as well that, hey, even though that you're still going to be a member of the church, I still love you. And you brought this up last time too, Matt, and it left me thinking about it this week. And I agree with that. I know when I came out to my family. I think I brought it up to you specifically in relationship to you and your, your father. Yeah. I made a concerted effort to make sure that my family knew that I still supported them in their church endeavors. No, that's not my thing anymore. And, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually stated that on the podcast. Last time I did say, no, I'm not Mormon. But I don't know if I've ever actually said, like, that's not what I believe anymore. I was all in for 29 years. I believed it, you know, I don't believe that that is the only path to happiness. I don't believe that that is my Mm -hmm. path to happiness. I don't think it's, you know, it's just not what I believe anymore. But I wanted to make it clear to my family that I still supported them in believing that. And what's important to them is important to me. And I didn't want them to feel like they couldn't talk about the church around me, that I was going to be offended, or that, you know, I know they kind of wondered, like, well, do we invite Steve to our kids' baptisms or priesthood blessings, or, you know, do we... What's the answer to that? I consistently showed up to all of those because I wanted to make it clear that I still supported them in that and that they didn't need to change or tiptoe around no they i did not that's what i wanted to avoid was them feeling like they had to tiptoe around me on church topics we've had some ups and downs in that area since then but (laughs) but at least initially i tried to make that point to them which kudos for you for being again open-minded to the fact that i still want to be included in the support system of what we call family yeah and i think that's extremely important no matter what circumstances, to be open to that. Yeah, but that very much goes both ways and absolutely in a coming out scenario of whatever it is that someone's coming out with. So to those who are on the receiving end of that, you know, make that extra effort, do something a little bit above and beyond to mm-hmm. show that you do support, that you do love. And, and again, even the person that's on the coming out side. Yeah. And like, this also came up a little bit Jessica, when we talked about our Colorado Springs friends, that I, this was my, my issue. But when I came out, I assumed it was too easy to assume that people that I had relationships with through the church, it was easy for me to assume that they would not want to associate with me now. Mm -hmm. That was my assumption. Unless You know how the saying goes, right, Steve? When we assume... (laughs) That's why I'm saying this is my issue. Out of you and me. And my point is that I assumed they didn't want to associate with me any with me anymore unless they said or did something 
to prove to me that they still wanted to. So those that I didn't hear from, I assumed. What was it that you needed to hear? Even if just anything, from acquaintances or anything friends? Anything at all. <laughs> like what? Just someone. Like, Steve, it's good to see you here? Like, would yeah, that have done? Absolutely. Just some show of, wouldn't take much, just something to show that they. Take note, listeners. <laughs> this is huge because it only takes something extremely small and simple to show a little bit of love. Like someone who sent a message. Again, this is after we, I'm jumping ahead. We haven't shared this in our story, but, you know, someone that after we'd moved away and I came out, someone from Colorado Springs messaged and said, hey, I heard about you and Jessica. I heard you're getting divorced. I heard you came out. Just want you to know, we still love you. We still hope you'll come visit when you're in Colorado Springs. Like, That's just huge. a short message. It was huge. And just because I didn't hear that from people doesn't mean they didn't feel that way, but I assumed that they didn't. Yeah. So, and again, that applies to other scenarios too. Anytime someone, you know, my friend coming out to his parents as an artist, if they didn't then make some effort to show that they supported his art and they were proud of his art, he very well could have assumed that. And I guess I shouldn't be using him as an example because I don't know if he assumed that or not, but. He very well could have. I mean, yeah. I think it's full circle to me and my scenario because in the Mormon church, divorce is looked down upon is frowned upon, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you've been married in the temple. Like, you're then severing that temple marriage, which is is sacred to us, right? And so I felt also that because I was going to be a divorced man in the Mormon church, I need to hear it from other members that, hey, you're still accepted around here. So you've been through that. Yeah. You had to come out to church members as a divorced man, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And, I decided. and you needed that support. You needed people to tell you, doesn't change how we feel about you. We still want you around. You're still welcome. You're Absolutely. still one of us. Yep. Which is huge. So that was my follow-up thought from that little part of it. <laughs> Jessica, you're being quiet. You're just listening? Yeah. Well, and I feel like this, so much of this stems from our own false beliefs, like Steve's false belief that if nobody, if they didn't specifically reach out, then... They didn't want to see me. Like, that's your false belief. Like, just because... And I own that. I own that. They didn't reach out to you doesn't mean that there wasn't, like... Right. And that's... that's. Yeah. I know. I said that. And is the there, same thing with Matt. Yeah. Just because there are so many divorced people yep. in our church. But people need to be aware that when someone has made themselves vulnerable, it's easy for them yep. to fall into I that mm-hmm. false belief. Yep. Absolutely. So if you want to help someone who has come out to you in some way to avoid that false belief... Take the effort. Take that step. So one of the things that I'm learning right now (laughs) as I'm going through this process is there are people that have come up in my mind that I need to express some gratitude to and appreciation to specifically for lending that extra hand or making that extra comment to me of saying, hey, I see you kind of a thing. So I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to reach out to a couple of people who did extend that hand of, hey, we're glad to see you here kind of a thing. Because it was huge and I can see them and I can see the exact moment in my mind because that was huge in my memory of them reaching out and saying, hey, if you need anything, let us know. All right. Well, and I think one of the things you you should pay attention to, and I actually listened to people talking about this on a podcast today, that... I oftentimes will, like, think of somebody, like, they'll randomly pop into my head. What podcast was it? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I listened to several Dave of them Dave Hollis? No. I posted that. It was a different one today. 
Oh, it was the gold. I love the stuff you posted today. Very timely with where I was at in my mind. Yeah. But carry on, keep going. It was the gold digger. Not gold digger, but gold digger. The gold digger podcast? Mm-hmm. G-O-A-L, gold digger. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've always tried to practice, and they talked about it in this podcast today, was if somebody pops into my mind, like, oh, I haven't heard from them for a while. I wonder how they're doing. I just send them a text right then. Hey, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing? So that happened to me today. I do it all the time. This happened to me today, specifically with my friend Brandon, who I ended up going to lunch with today. Yeah. And it all happened from an inkling of, hey, like it just pops into your head. I wonder how Brandon's doing. I had some time to reach out and be like, hey, you want to do lunch today? Yeah. And it worked out. And at lunch today, he thanked me for just reaching out because... Obviously, we both needed it. Yeah. Well, and it's like the, there was some talk recently that was like, never suppress a generous thought. And I was like, that's so true. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Never suppress that. Right. Nobody's ever going to be mad at you for reaching out and being kind. And if they are, they're dealing with something big. Like, well, they I've really tried, needed it. It's not you. It's them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've tried you. to do that with compliments. Like, yes. on a really regular basis, I'll think something about someone like, mm-hmm. wow, she has the coolest freaking hair or you know just yes. whatever compliment Thanks, Steve. <laughs> now i say that <laughs> like i try to make the effort to tell someone if i'm thinking someone something nice about them i say it well there's another point that i've thought a lot about and that was made in this podcast too is that's a way to make friends right like that's a way to invite people into your world is by reaching out to them and complimenting them it's such a simple thing we do but it really endears people to you and creates a space for them to feel safe it's almost like being vulnerable with somebody right. that's a stranger. And it's not really, but it does open up that door. Yep. What were your other... I think those were my... That was most of it. I had a lot of thoughts tying into what we're going to talk about in a bit. But What are we going to talk about in a bit? Personal goals. Is that what uh, we're recording tonight? Yeah. Matt brought up <laughs> Matt brought up some personal goals. He, or asked Steve about what his personal goals are now. Because you said you don't need a support group. Because, (laughs) (laughs) which we then determined, maybe we do. Maybe we all do need a support group. We were talking about it privately the next morning. Yeah, right before we started recording, Jessica was making fun of me because I had said last time, well, right now I don't feel like I need a support group. But then the next day I was messaging you about something I was (laughs) trying to sort through. And I I said to you, I think I need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Which, whether it's one-on-one therapy or support group therapy. We take it day by day. Yeah, (laughs) and that's honestly how it goes sometimes. And, And sometimes you just need to say it. And that's enough support for right. that day. Like, just get it out to somebody you trust. And and that's what you were doing. <laughs> and you were good therapy for me. <laughs> you told me what I needed to hear. And um, it's something I've been thinking about this week and working on. So, yeah. Awesome. So, Matt brought up goals, though. And, like, what are some of your life goals? And he asked yeah. Steve that because you do have different goals now than what mm-hmm. they were before. And that's, Very different. Yeah. And Steve, when I asked this question, you seemed very uncomfortable last time. <laughs> well, it took me off guard. I didn't know. I didn't think that's what we were going to be recording about. <laughs> right. So how do you want to approach this tonight? So let's kind of retouch on, and we mentioned it just briefly last episode of what are our goals? Like what, I mean, do we want to get into some long-term goals here? Do we want to get into short-term goals? Like, do we have short-term goals? Do we have long-term goals? Like, what is a goal to you? I guess I'll ask both of you that question. I think it's been interesting for me. I've always felt like the long-term goals were graduate high school, go to college, get married, have kids, raise your kids. And now I'm like, 
what are my goals after raising my kids? Like it was kind of because right that. now you're in the thick of raising kids. Yeah, and and they're self sufficient for the most part. And you yeah. know, we're here to teach them things, still, <laughs> whatever. But what was it? Just yesterday, you were like, "Oh, Penny's almost 10. What does that mean in our house? <laughs> At ten years old, they do their own laundry. Mm. <laughs> All three of my kids will be doing their own laundry, which makes me happy. But and I've always had like personal goals on top of that, like that are more specific to me. Of and up until this year, they've mostly been fitness goals. Like that's something that I love, and so it's been something that I've pushed over the last probably ten, twelve years, Steve. Mm-hmm. Like it started you back I, then. Yeah, you and I kind of we did a lot of that. Yeah, we and kind then of it's discovered just, our mm-hmm. passion for fitness when we were married, and it's kind of continued. And it was like this year, I was like, I'm not feeling that drive. What am I gonna do? And this is what happened. <laughs> the podcast. And I have goals inside of that now and that get me excited. And also goals continuing with my family and church and whatever. But So one of the best pieces of advice somebody gave me. Actually, let me back up a little bit. When I was in the church. Let me jump forward a little bit. <laughs> after, Where do you want to start? After I left the church. <laughs> I felt so lost. Yeah. About what my life was even supposed to look like because when I was in the church, I knew what it was supposed to look like. It was mapped out. I so, knew. So you and I discussed this a little bit when we talked about on our missions. Like I wish like I could go back on my mission because everything was spelled out. It for was me. so structured. It you never so had to easy. ask, what am I supposed to be doing with myself? Yeah, right. Cause it was, you could pull a little white book out of your pocket and read, here's what you're supposed to be doing with yourself from this right hour now. to this hour. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was so structured and we were told like exactly what we were supposed to do at what time. And, we didn't really have to think. Yeah, much it wasn't real open ended. You just yeah. did what you were told. Yeah, that's how I felt leaving the church. Is I had just done what I was told, and I felt like I had been told on everything. Like I knew where I should be the right now in gone. five years, in ten years, in fifteen. Like I knew what a successful life was supposed to look like. Quote in unquote that, successful in that path. When I left that, I didn't know what my life was supposed to look like, and I felt so lost and. One of the best pieces of advice someone gave me, and I actually got it from two different people, almost the exact same advice, advice was, like, rewrite your plan. They said, literally sit down and write out what your life is supposed to look like. What are your goals? What are these milestones that you will consider a success? Where do you want to be? What are your new commandments, so to speak? Like, what are the things that your values? What... Do you want to accomplish? What do you uh-huh. really believe? Like, sit down and write all these out. This is what I believe. This is what I want to accomplish. This is where I want to be in a number of years. And that was so helpful. And I did that. I actually had a this written thing it was on my phone that I wrote out all of those steps. And, of course, it took, you know, it took several months yeah. adding to it. And there would be new things that would come and go. But, you know, so I had different categories of what my goals, what my goals are have. I still have it. But Yeah. So how far out did you go with those? You should go like, this is my goal. This is Most of them are pretty life broad, mission. like, yeah, like, what am I trying to achieve in life? But a lot of them were, some of them were short-term, some were very specific. Do you mind sharing one or two of those? Um, and I know that, like, I say that because I know this is probably pretty close to you and your heart. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, some of them were, let me give a few examples of some that I did that, you know, there were still plenty of things that I had learned in, in the church that I still believed and wanted to pursue like be honest was one of them serve your fellow man is one of them simple things like be reliable be trustworthy uh you know all of those things are 
Sounds like you're, it's a, this is Scouts, your take. <laughs> but that, like, goes back to the core of who you are, yeah. too. And, yeah. you know, the experiences of what you were raised in. And it's funny because you saying this just reminded me of the scripture you always talked about. With the, Like, I remember you giving a talk about it in church about the feeble knees and the hands that hang down or something. Mm-hmm. What is that scripture? Anyways. I don't know about. But <laughs> it's you know about what I'm helping. talking about. Yeah, that yeah. It's about helping the people. Reach, reach down a hand yeah. to those that need lifted so, up. Yeah. So That's much of who I was then is still who I am still now, the same. and yeah. a lot of the same goals. For just, sure. But some of them are different. Like one of them is to make certain that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it because it is what my heart tells me is right for me to do, not because anyone else told me to do it, not because I read it anywhere, not because that's what society encourages us to do, but because that's what I feel like I should do. And I don't, I don't want to do anything that isn't for that exact reason. So one of the cool things, Steve, that I think you did today is you decided, where did you go today? You decided <laughs> midday, I'm out, I'm done working. You did exactly what your heart desired, which was... <laughs> I went paddleboarding. You went paddleboarding. Like, yeah. I needed to get in nature. And, and I thought that was so cool. I'm By like, myself. Oh, that's awesome. On a solo trip. Yeah. And that's so I important. had a lot of processing to do today. Yeah. <laughs> I had an amazing weekend and a lot of that experience. Just a lot of, just a lot of thinking this weekend and a lot of, I was in some really cool places and some spots that just really kind of, I don't know, I just feel like I got some clarity, so to speak. And, yeah. Good. And also thinking about personal goals and this topic. And I don't know, I just needed one more little. One more little escape to kind of finish sorting through those things. <laughs> on your own. Because you own. were with people this whole weekend. Yeah. So it was nice to well, I had, do something on your own. I had some of it on my own this weekend, too. Yeah. In fact, my but. favorite part of the whole trip was me just wandering through, wandering on my own at this little beach in this wilderness spot. It was amazing. But anyway. Good. But one of my new goals right now, and it's not that new, but it's kind of something I've been focusing on lately, is I want to be... And it goes along so much with what you posted today, Jessica, which I don't remember who you were quoting, but you had two things you quoted about. In fact, let's read them real quick. So we can okay. them on your Instagram. Unless you know what you quoted or what you posted. <laughs> I'm trying to think. She's blanked. Oh, no, you mean when fine. I talked about having support? You said from Dave Hollis, you do you. Quit wasting your time trying to fit into their mold. If someone doesn't appreciate you for who you are, they aren't your people. Amen. You had, Seriously. You had one other one. It was actually the other one I liked better, but it disappeared. <laughs> but it was basically, I, I guess my goal is I want to be all of myself with everyone. Is I feel like I have always struggled to let someone see all sides of me. And I feel like, and everyone does, yeah. you let your coworkers see a certain side of you that maintains, you know, professionalism and Which, doesn't get too personal. <laughs> for and, legality reasons, you kind of obviously. have to. <laughs> Is that the one you were thinking of? No, it's not. Oh. I'm just posting good stuff all yeah. over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have screenshot it or something because I thought it was very applicable. But, but like, uh, people that I knew through the church, I let them see a side of me that I know they're going to be okay with church-wise. And, yeah. like, my family, I let them only see a side of me that I know they're going to be okay with. And it's just, I think we all have a tendency to try to we filter ourselves, we censor ourselves to avoid something that's potentially confrontational or, yeah. or, you know, but I, I want to do less of that. I want to, you know, Brene Brown in her latest book says, paraphrasing here, and I hope I get it right, but basically she talks about when someone asked her to come speak at their convention 
And she agreed to it, but the, and then they said, but we need you to not use any swear words and not talk about faith. <laughs> and she said, if you uh, want me to come share my message, you don't get to tell me what my message is. Yep. yep. If you want the message I have to share, bring me on. If yep. you don't want my full message, I'm out. So she said she will not take a speaking gig where there are any stipulations on what she can or cannot say. And she goes on to say, do not... And I shouldn't put restraints without, on but, me. Yeah. yeah. Basically, be who you're going to be all the time and let people decide if they're okay with that or not. And if they're not, see ya. They're not your people. They're not your not people. Your people. So my goal right now that I'm really focusing on personally is to just be a more consistent version of myself and to be more of myself with everyone. I will probably lose some people along the way who were made <laughs> uncomfortable by whatever aspect of my life it is that they didn't know about until, <laughs> until then. But... You know, because, like, I talked about how I always had that thought in the back of my mind about, like, family members or loved ones or whatever, that if they only knew, you know, we have a great relationship, but if they only knew about this one part of my life, they wouldn't feel that way. And there's still some times that I think that about different <laughs> things in my life that not to yep. that same degree as, you know, being gay and being in the closet, but it's still easy to think that. So here's I what have, I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Steve is going to be a completely open book from here on out. Uh, and no holds bar. <laughs> that's kind of my goal. There you go. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy for me, but that's what I'm trying to do. And of course, you got to be. I mean, as you said, there are some things that you got. You got to censor yourself around coworkers. Yeah, I have to censor myself around my child. And that's okay. Like, she's like nine. that's appropriate. Right. That's not like changing who you are. You can still show up and be who you are in those situations. It's just doing it in an appropriate manner. Right. Which I feel obviously like there's a healthy things. balance. <laughs> yes, and I think there's people who don't know that balance and think, well, you should just take me as I am because this is who I am. But they're not doing it in an appropriate fashion. Right. Like you still How need do you deal to... with those people. Then <laughs> they're not my people. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told. Yeah. So yeah. See, and that's I've, great, Steve. I've even worried that on this podcast that I've only let one side of myself be seen and. Not one side, but... I think you've done a pretty good job of explaining a side of when you were married with Jessica mm -hmm. and kind of what you were thinking, what you were going through during those times and kind of how that has changed to who you are now. Yeah. But I think that's more something we're getting into. Yeah. Is you've been expressing this side that we were like, in at that point. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten like, to Like, mind more you, we're only to Colorado Springs right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not is, even divorced yet. Right, which is like, what year? What year is that? I don't know. 2010. 10? 9 or 10. Yeah. yeah. So we still have so, eight years to cover. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. And I guess changing subjects again, <laughs> if I can. Go ahead. Someone reached out to me and said, I'm really surprised that you talked so highly about those support groups and your experience in the church. And they said, wasn't that basically conversion therapy? And I said, I, to me, it was not, it wasn't something I regretted. It was something that helped me with where I was at then. It didn't accomplish what the intended goal was, which was, go ahead, Jessica, you have. But part of what you said was it helped you understand who you were. Exactly. And it, it really did prepare me to come out. And I, I feel like that is the point of any 12-step program of anything you're numbing something mm -hmm. if you have an addiction. Like you're numbing a part of you. Or we all numb ourselves somehow. Yeah. But 
it's helping you see who you really are and address those things that you're really feeling. And therefore, it did what it should. Like, you got to know yourself better. It made me much more comfortable with the gay side of myself that I loathed so much. And it really helped me to let go of that self-loathing. And that was a necessary step for me to be able to come out. Yeah. I seriously think that had... Like, I could not have come out sooner than I did. No. I seriously think had anything been different in my coming out journey that it it would have ended in suicide, probably. I would not have been in a place where I could have handled being gay and being ready to accept that and make that my new life and be happy with that. I could not see how that could lead to happiness. And it just, it would not have been able to happen had anything been different along the way. And of course, Penny wouldn't have happened. And I would not change anything, no matter how hard it was, because it gave us this amazing daughter that we have. And this amazing relationship and just so many things are just... So I have no regrets about my path and my journey, but that doesn't mean that those support groups would have been good for someone else. I actually reached out to someone who's in the Evergreen group and I said, do you regret going to that group? When you think back on it, was Mm -hmm. it a positive experience? Was it a negative experience? And he said, well, it brought you and I together, which makes me very, you know, I'm glad for Mm -hmm. that reason. He said it wasn't necessarily a negative experience, but it, you know, he said, I hate how much time I wasted fighting the gay side of myself instead of just jumping into life and moving forward. Yeah. That's not how I feel because that's not what I would have done. You know, it wasn't wasted time. It wasn't a hindrance. It was, I would not have been ready to jump into life and and be successful. I would have been, you know... (laughs) So just because those support groups were good for me and they were a good part of my progression doesn't mean they would be the same for someone else. Oh, so, no. I mean, any, That's a total individual. So, well, you have to be open to that. You do have to be open to that. Yeah. And Steve, you were open to those support groups yeah. at that time. So at that's that why time. Was, that's yeah. why it was good for you. At and that before time. then, you probably wouldn't have been. No. In fact, I think you'd gone to a couple and it just wasn't yeah. the thing for you. And that's but, what I watched in my experience in being those support groups as well, is watching women who came in who just weren't ready to hear that message of learning about yourself Mm -hmm. and then walked away. And it broke my heart every time because I knew there was so much good that was there for them. But it's just so important for people to find, you know, when I said this already, but line out what your goals are and align yourself with people and organizations that will help you accomplish them. Yeah, absolutely. I've done a lot of talking. Your goals. Yeah. Just... <laughs> what are you guys? Pick a personal goal or talk about. Um, Jessica, what's a personal goal you're working on? First one that comes to mind. I want to be a speaker. I would love to be a speaker, be on stage, and just share what we've done. I think what we've been through, we can touch a lot of lives. And whether I'm speaking on my own or have you two with me up on stage, I think it would be amazing. And I think we have a lot to share. So that's one of the things that's in the back of my mind right now. And that I feel like I could do. Who would you be speaking to? Whoever. Groups. Large groups. What type of setting would this be in? What type of platform? Where where are you picturing this? Picturing this happening. Anywhere people will take me. Are you saying like in front of five people, ten people? 100 people, thousands I think of starting people. out, it'll be small, but I would love to be up. I mean, I would just, I'll do any of it. And that's, I'm not scared of that. It's not something that, I don't know. I just think that I look at people who have done that and I think I want to do that. I want to help touch people's lives. And not because I want like, oh, hey, look at me. 
Which you know that the number one fear of human beings is speaking in front of people, <laughs> public speaking, right? I'm not normal. That's first. That's before death. Like <laughs> people are more afraid either. to stand <laughs> on a stage and talk in front of people than die. <laughs> uh, I want to utilize what I've been given in life to help others is basically what it comes down to for me. And I feel like that is something that is a way to get What's there. What's the time frame? Anytime. I don't know that that'll be. <laughs> you can't say that. What's the We're time talking like goals, goals here. <laughs> okay, so honestly, I see this as like, I would love to be in the thick of this, like really doing it in five years. Like that's kind of where I see it. Okay. Our kids will almost be out of the Why house. Not five months. Dude, I would take five months, but I feel like realistically, really? maybe five years sounds like a realistic goal. I think that's a false belief that you're putting in your head. Right I don't now. know. I will go for it. I'm not scared to move forward and go <laughs> for it. That's not something, like I said, it's not something that scares me. It might when I get there, but that's something I can deal with then. If anyone wants to book Jessica, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I mean... That might not be the form of what this takes, of how I'm able to share what I've been through, but that's just one thing that I think of. I'd love to be coaching people. I'd love to be doing events, though, specifically. I think it would be just a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of your other goals is to get your book out. Yeah. That, but that's the beginning of all of this is, yeah. you know, finding ways to share what we've done. And, and I think I haven't even talked to you guys about this. What? But I think... A good launch day for the book. And there's also something going along with the book that we haven't brought up yet. But I'm trying to decide if we bring that up or leave it as a surprise. Oh, you bring it up. Huh? Bring it up. <laughs> so we're going to have a companion journal that goes with that. That is something that you can dive in deep and start learning to do kind of the things we've done. And it will go along with the book. It's, And so hopefully that will be up for offer Now when too. you say companion so, journal... Do you have to have a companion in order to have this journal? No, it's a companion to the book. Oh, got it. <laughs> I mean, you could use it without Just the book. Clarifying. But I, I, they're going to go kind of hand in hand. And so that's, I would like to have that all up and going for next week. Launch day or so when, it would actually be when this one drops, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. A week from tomorrow. So today, go look for it. That's what I'm putting out there. So it's going to yeah. be ready to go. You don't have a URL for this yet? I don't even know what URL means. A website? I don't. Okay. I have the website built out. We, I need the URL. We can make an outro for this. <laughs> yeah. Good goal. Yeah, we'll put it in the outro. Good goal. Get in, Thanks. Get in front of people. Inspire them. And on top of that, I want my daughter to know that she can accomplish whatever goals she wants to do as well. It's going to take work, and she's got to keep that in mind, but... To keep moving. Keep I was, going for it. I was surprised you let her skip swim lessons today. <laughs> she switched days. <laughs> okay. She's going tomorrow. <laughs> After that post you did it's where not, she talked about her swimming And this goals. is the thing, like, I don't want to push her into something she doesn't want to do. Well, we're not pushing her to but, swim. This is her passion. No, this is what she loves. There you go. This and we didn't. And sometimes you have to remind them of that, and you do have to push them. You're going to swim team. Like, I'm sorry, this is what you committed to. Go. But she has a variety of days during the week she can go. Mm -hmm. And so if she wants to switch it to tomorrow night, I'm fine with that. Right. As yeah. long as she's going two to three nights a week, that's fine. All right. And that's something she's committed to and is fine with, too. But she sticks with her commitments. I don't know if we want to spend a lot of time going into my goals, but... Matt has so many goals. Well, pick one. What's one of your personal goals? One of my personal goals is... <laughs> I would like to lose 25 pounds. Really? Yeah. Why does that surprise you? 
I don't know. I'm surprised you're putting it out there. Well, I got to put it out there. Is this because you want... Matt will be posting his weight weekly now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's going to start a weight no, loss so, program. So it was interesting. So yesterday, we have a landscaper here right now. He's doing some landscaping in our yard, obviously. And he was asking me some advice because he knows I own a business. He knows that you know, it's been a fairly successful business and he's seeing that success. And he asked me the first thing that I would do because he wants to have success with his landscaping company. And so he asked me, what's the first thing that I should do to be successful? And it all comes down to self-care. You have to take care of yourself first before any success will follow you. So that's what it comes down to. I want to lose 25 pounds because I need to take care of myself. So how are you going to do that, Matt? I've been riding my bike. I'm going to ride my bike and I'm going to keep riding my bike. And I got to eat right. You got to make it the priority. Right. I have to plan it. You have to make it the priority once it's planned too. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part of that is realizing that I listened to a lot of podcasts today, so I'm sorry I keep bringing this up, but they're all things that I feel and I love that. Do you remember what podcast this came from? It was from, I listened to like four episodes of Gold Digger. I listened to Hollis and another one yesterday and today was all Gold Digger. Like after we got on that, I realized they were all the same podcasts. But one of the things they said is she said every time she stepped back to take care of herself and like thought she was giving up part of her business, her business shot up and floored because she was taking that time. So she showed up better to her business. And I see that all the time in my life. When I am making the commitment specifically for me to work out, my life goes so much better. Yep. I get so much more done. Number one, self-care. Do it, babe. That, you know, that's the goal I'm bringing up right now is 25 pounds. All right. So now we can all hold each other accountable as well as all of our, our listeners out there on in Facebook and Instagram and the internet. Podcast Atlantia. All of the internet worlds. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Bring to the table? I loved it last week when Matt said we needed to all hug at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ever going to leave out of uh, Colorado Springs? Yeah. Like, I feel, we're like, gonna, I feel next like we're week, stuck there. Next week we should uh, finish Colorado Springs. Yeah. Are we done with Colorado Springs? Like, are we moving no, on? there's still a lot we've more. Only we've, got barely scratched, we've barely scratched the surface, Matt. I feel like we've been swimming in Colorado Springs. The thing is, we haven't actually talked about what happened in Colorado Springs. Like, there was a lot that really went down. And we haven't gotten much into some Evergreen stuff. We haven't gotten much into any of the other books we were working through. We haven't talked about my therapy sessions in Denver because it was Boulder. Okay. Mm-hmm. What when when you started that? coming to therapy sessions with me. I only did that like once or yeah, twice. a couple times. I mean, there um, was just things that came out that were going on that, I mean, the issue is real. When I actually had a, a guy, a friend, I shouldn't bring that up now. We'll just bring that up next time. But <laughs> Perfect. That's a good teaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't my intention, but. <laughs> I feel like we do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about that guy next time. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch Until you next, next week. week. All right, you guys, we have some exciting news that we want to share with you. If you are hearing this, that means that my book is now available, and it is free. We just ask that you pay shipping. We have a limited number of them, so get over there and check it out right now at it'snotyouitsmebook.com. Again, it's not you. 
itsmebook.com. We really want you guys to be bold and join us on this journey to self-love. And as you do so, this book and my journal that you can pick up with the book will help you do that. So go check it out and get your free book today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.